Welcome back to Roswell Reimagined. This is another episode review. This week I am reviewing the episode Don't Speak, which is the fifth episode in season one of Roswell, New Mexico. So I want to apologize right out of the gate. I am, I have been sick all this week, so I am losing my voice. My voice is very scratchy right now. This is actually the second episode I have recorded with me being sick, with me losing my voice. So um, sorry about that. I really want to go ahead and get these episode reviews out despite my being sick right now. So I'm going to go ahead and just leave it there and go ahead and get right into it. So this episode seemed to be all about secrets. Everyone seemed to have them, and everyone who previously had secrets just had their secrets come out. And then we see on top of that more secrets being withheld throughout the episode. I have to start with Isabel on this one, because Isabel had quite a bit happening this episode. So we start out with Isabel waking up in the middle of the desert, and she's surrounded by this alien symbol. So this is the same symbol that we saw tattooed on Max's shoulder, if believe it was episode two, so much for the afterglow. This is obviously some sort of alien symbol. It's somehow linked to who they are, where they come from. So I guess, are we supposed to assume that this is the crash site? Because she's laying right here in the middle of this symbol. That makes me think they, I mean, Michael and Max go straight to this tower. Is this the tower where the crash was? Max seems to think that Isabel's blackouts are somehow related to some past trauma. And maybe the fact that Michael is now considering confessing to killing Rosa in order to give Liz what she's looking for and he thinks that maybe this is causing Isabel to start having these blackouts again. So far we don't really know what's causing Isabel's blackouts. So Max is able to find Isabel because they apparently share some kind of psychic bond and he's able to communicate with her through that bond and we saw this back in the pilot when Max is able to call Isabel in the same way. I've heard some people say that they think Max and Isabel have kind of a weird relationship, that it's not a typical brother-sister relationship. I'm curious, how do y'all see the Max and Isabel relationship? Is this weird or is it normal? Because this makes me think back to the Roswell High books, where Max and Isabel are actually twins. So I guess we're supposed to assume in the in the series because it hasn't been addressed. Um, are they are they twins? I mean, how would you know? I guess, but I guess they have that twin bond because it seems like Max and Michael and Isabel and Michael don't share quite the same bond that Max and Isabel do. So it makes me wonder if it's kind of like a twin bond. And then it also makes me think if you were one of you know. There's only three people like you in the world. You would think you would have a stronger bond because you basically, there's there are two kids that were essentially abandoned together and were adopted together and don't know who they are or where they come from. So would it make sense that they have kind of 
this this special bond or they're kind of each other's person and they're kind of each other's safe space in their home. I guess I don't really find their bond to be too strange considering, I mean, I read the books, they were twins and that kind of makes sense to me. It's kind of weird though that they don't seem to have the same bond with Michael. Like they seem to have a bond, like the three of them, but Michael and Isabel seem like they don't necessarily have the same connection that Max and Isabel do. I wonder why that is. Why are, is it just Max and Isabel and not Michael and Max and Michael and Isabel? That's kind of a, kind of a weird thing that he's kind of excluded in that. So Isabel's drama didn't stop with her blackouts this episode. Her relationship with Noah finally came to a halt, which I think we were all waiting for. That kind of fairy tale romance can't go on forever. It was only a matter of time before it started showing cracks. Now it has. He finally seems like he's going to stop being so forgiving of all of her disappearing acts. found it interesting when Noah came looking for Isabel that Michael told Noah that Isabel was at goat yoga. <laughs> like, I don't know if goat yoga is a thing in Roswell. I know it's a very popular thing. Kind of more of like a bigger city thing. Um, I don't know if people who live on land and, you know, have animals and things like that, do they go to goat yoga? I mean, it just seems kind of a weird thing for a small town. And Isabel's not, she doesn't seem like the kind of person to go exercise with a bunch of goats. So I found the whole goat yoga thing to be kind of comical. When Noah comes to confront Isabel later, he pours all of these nail polish remover bottles out of a bag and accuses her of hiding a drinking problem. It seems kind of odd to me that Isabel would stash so many empty nail polish remover bottles. And it makes me wonder, like, at what point do three aliens discover that they like to drink nail polish remover in the first place? How does that light bulb go off? It's kind of a weird thing because... In the original series with the Tabasco sauce, it was like a taste bud issue, the sweet and the spicy. But how do they know, <laughs> like, um, I'll try drinking this nail polish remover and see if this helps. Kind of a weird thing that they have that they that they drink for their pain. And how on earth do they come up with that idea? I don't know. So Noah ends up leaving Isabel. It really looks like she's either struggling with like a drinking problem or that she's cheating on him it definitely looks like she could be cheating on him she's just she's disappearing she's possibly hiding an alcohol problem i definitely felt for isabel this episode that wasn't even the worst of it for isabel michael finally reveals to isabel that he and max have been covering for her for years and that she was actually the person responsible for Rosa's death I kind of feel like what a huge secret to keep from someone and how on earth did they keep that a secret considering which episode was it so much for the afterglow maybe when Isabel tries to mind warp Liz and she's got all these flashes of Rosa you know it's kind of hinting already that she seems to know there's some sort of weird connection She's, she seems to be struggling with it, but doesn't seem to understand what it is that she's struggling with. She doesn't understand what it is that she's seeing or feeling. It's kind of like, what a huge thing to keep from her. Why not just tell her that they think she can't possibly 
handle the truth of what she did, so they have to hide it from her. That's kind of strange. They hid it for 10 years, and it's just now coming out. For the first five episodes, we've been... We've had so many questions opened up, so many things unanswered. And one of the main things was who killed Rosa. So now we know it wasn't Michael. It was Isabel. Isabel is the one responsible for the whole thing. We know that she did it now. We don't exactly know why she did it. That doesn't make any sense at this point. But we know that she's the one responsible so Isabel wasn't the only person with secrets this episode or the only person who had things withheld from them. So there seems to still be some mystery with Kyle's father, Jim Valenti. Kyle finds a box full of some of his father's old things, and one of the items in that box is a key. Now, up until now, Kyle and Liz have really teamed up to further look into this mystery surrounding Rosa. However, this episode, we see Kyle very clearly keep this key from Liz. He doesn't seem to want to have her involved with this. It's like he knows there's some secrets with his father and he wants to keep these secrets from Liz for now. So Kyle is obviously really struggling to understand who his father was. You know, what kind of character did Jim Valenti have? I think this is really weighing on him. He, he doesn't know, was his father a cheater? Was he involved with the aliens? Was he involved with Rosa? You know, what did he have an affair with Rosa? It's He seems to just be really trying to understand who he was. He's left with so much, so many unanswered questions, and now his father is gone. So, you know, we find out that he didn't have an affair with Rosa, but he did have an affair with Rosa and Liz's mother. So Rosa is now revealed to be Jim Valenti's daughter. I was not expecting Rosa to be a Valenti at all. I'm That came out of left field for, for me, at least. I didn't see that coming. And I'm really curious how this storyline will end up panning out in further seasons. So now we understand a little bit more about Liz's mom. We kind of know up to this point that she's a little bit flaky. She's unreliable. She's had an affair and a secret child with Jim Valenti. It makes me wonder, does Oturo know that Rosa isn't his daughter? Does he know that, you know, his wife had an affair with Jim Valenti? Did he decide to overlook it and keep Rosa as his daughter? Or is he just in the dark as much as Liz is? As much as Rosa quite possibly was. Does anybody besides Rosa's mother know that Rosa isn't an Orteco? So I wonder if we're going to see Liz's mother further in seasons as we go. Because I feel like she... We're left with a lot of questions surrounding her. We don't really, we know we hear Rosa's mother had some history of mental illness. Now we know she had an affair with Jim Valenti and a secret child. And I feel like I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction. I don't feel like the storyline with Rosa and Liz's mother is over. I think that we're kind of just now seeing a little bit on the surface and she's still a bit of a mystery. So my prediction is going forward in future seasons that we're going to see more of Liz's mom and that Liz's mom somehow 
plays some kind of role with the aliens. And I think we're going to figure out, you know, a much bigger storyline going forward with her. How do the Alex fans feel about this new dynamic between Alex and Kyle? We learn that Alex and Kyle actually used to play together when they were children. Personally, I really like this. I really like this relationship between them. We know that Kyle is someone who has had pretty questionable character in the past and maybe still is kind of struggling with some things. As Alex puts it, he was kind of this nightmare of a bully in high school. He didn't want people to think that he was gay because his friend was gay. So he kind of really made things really hard for Alex um, when they were younger. And I think that tore apart any friendship they had when they were kids. I think Kyle is struggling a little bit with who his father was and what kind of character his father had. Just, Just as much as he seems to be reflecting on his own character, I think he really realizes that He hasn't been the nicest person. He hasn't had the greatest character. And he seems to really have evolved over the past 10 years. And he seems to be really reflecting on that. I think Alex, once again, has proven himself to be the most mature person in the room. He kind of dismisses Kyle's apology about his behavior in high school. It seems like Alex really understands that Kyle's behavior towards him was never about him. It was really a struggle in Kyle. It was really a reflection of an insecurity, you know, poor character with Kyle. And he kind of just dismisses it and says, you know, I've been through a lot worse at this point. You know, he's, he's let it go. He's moved forward. He understands that that's not, you know, a problem with him. And I really like this idea of a future friendship between these two. And as fast as they discovered some secrets together this episode, Alex is now hiding some from Kyle. So Alex finds some sort of kind of alien artifact. It matches the one that Michael has in his Airstream. So I don't know if this is from, I mean, it's from their home, if it's from their ship or not. I don't think we know what it is yet, but Alex is not telling Kyle. He's now keeping this a secret. Secrets got revealed, and now secrets are now being covered up. Michael and Isabel's secret that they have been keeping from Max for the past 10 years also comes out in this episode. Max finally learns through Isabel that Isabel previously messed with Liz's mind years ago and was actually responsible for influencing Liz to leave Roswell and to leave Max. Max finally learns that this episode. He understands that Liz didn't leave him, that she was influenced to leave. See, Max doesn't react real well to that. He's pretty angry. And, I mean, understandably angry. He's been lied to. But, again, he's been lying to Isabel. He's He's been lying. He's been hiding things, too. So, he's not the only person who's had things withheld from him from the past ten years. So Max goes to find Liz, who was with Grant Green out in the desert. Liz finds out that Grant Green was a witness the night that Rosa died, and she decides that she wants to go question him about it. Liz ends up being attacked by Wyatt Long, 
And Wyatt Long was introduced a couple episodes ago. He was the one who was responsible for the shooting at the Crashdown Cafe. And this episode, he attacks Liz and Grant Green. He ends up sticking Liz in a shipping crate, which he lights on fire and then ends up blowing up her car and shooting Grant Green. So that's someone who really does not want this information getting out. It's still, it's a little bit deeper and there's more people who know than, than we realize so far. I have to say that my favorite moment this episode was the echo scenes. When Max comes to rescue Liz and Liz tells Max that she knew it in her bones that she was safe. She ends up showing up later for Max in the end when he was shot. And they seem to have a few nice moments, at least, until the truth started to come out about Isabel and her being responsible for Rosa. So that leads into the next episode when hopefully we'll really see why, why, what happened with them, really what, what went wrong. I don't have a least favorite moment from this episode. I thought this episode was, was pretty good. I felt like it answered a lot of the questions that we had from the first few episodes. It really cleared a lot of that up. So no, no um, least favorite moment for me, at least for this episode. But I do have some questions that I will end this episode review with. And one is the last episode review I asked, are there any Liz Kyle shippers? So I guess we'll have to assume now that we realize that Rosa is a Valenti. That is the Kyle-Liz relationship over. It seemed to fall flat earlier in this episode. It seems like Liz is realizing she doesn't really return the feelings for Kyle. That maybe Kyle has shown her there's really no connection there. There's really no chemistry, at least is what it seemed to be hinting at. And now we know that Rosa's a Valenti. Liz's mom and Kyle's dad had an affair. So essentially, I think that's nailing, putting a nail in the coffin there with their relationship. I think once that comes out, it's really no future there for Liz and Kyle. So my other question is, is Grant Green really dead? So we definitely see a body at the end of this episode, but... I don't know if Grant Green is really out of the picture. Is this the last of him? Is he really dead or is he, or is this some sort of cover up again with all the, the weirdness and the mystery surrounding Rosa? Is this deeper? I don't know. I don't know if this is the last time we'll see Grant Green. So that's my question going forward. Is he really dead or will we see Grant Green again in the future? Is he going to play a role here in the future with them? Now, my last question ending this episode review is a personal question. There is a song that is played in this episode. I cannot figure out who who this song is by. I have Googled it. I cannot figure it out. It's the same song. If there's any Twilight fans who are listening to this, it was the same song played in the Twilight movie, the first Twilight movie. And it's played at... Um, the first part of this episode 
and I cannot figure out who this song is. So if anybody knows what song I'm talking about, send me an email. Let me know. I want to know who this song is. I cannot Google this and figure out who this song is by. It's the song in the beginning of this episode that is also the song from Twilight. If you know that, send me an email and let me know. Uh, my email address is roswellinreview at gmail.com. So please let me know. Also, I've recently created a Instagram page. If any of you are on Instagram and like the content I'm putting out on this podcast and want to follow me over there, I am going to be adding updates weekly whenever I add episodes on here, episode reviews and other things that way you know when they come out and just sharing and creating some fan art. So if you like that kind of thing, go ahead and go look for me over on Instagram. It's Roswell Reimagined. So I hope to connect with you guys over there and keep sharing more and more with you guys. So anyways, that is that is it for this episode review of Don't Speak. My next episode review will be an episode review of Smells Like Teen Spirit, which is episode six. They go back in time. They go back and have flashbacks to high school. So I actually, I was really excited about this when I saw this episode. So anyways, I'll be back in about a week to do that episode review. And that is it. So I will see you next week.